Today, on the Basketball Manitoba podcast, we have Randy Cassano. Randy has been coaching for over 45 years and is considered one of the most successful high school coaches in Manitoba. He is a graduate of Glenlong Collegiate, where he went on to play at the University of Manitoba. He was part of the 1976 team that won a national championship. After graduating, he went on to coach at Oak Park High School for 34 years, where his teams made it to 15 Final Fours, won three provincial championships, and amassed over 800 wins. He was an assistant coach with the men's program at University of Manitoba, as well as an assistant coach and co-coach with the women's programs. He's coached both the boys and girls Manitoba provincial teams, winning two bronze medals at the Canada Games and the Canada Basketball Nationals. After retiring from Oak Park, he joined the Basketball Manitoba staff as their high performance coach and development coach, a role he currently holds. He's a winner of the Mike Spack Award. He's been Manitoba High School Athletic Association Coach of the Year. He's a Manitoba High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame member class of 2016. He's a Sport Manitoba Hall of Fame member class of 2011. And he's a two-time Basketball Manitoba Hall of Fame member class of 2011. And most recently in 2021, Randy, welcome to the podcast. Wow, that was a crazy intro. <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot. That was a lot. That, like, I mean, you, you've, you've, you've been around, sir. This is uh, <laughs> it's been a long time, Darcy. Yep. It's been it, a long it really, time. it really has. Um, I was, I was, uh, so you went, you went into the hall of fame. Well, one of the hall of fames recently. Um, some of the earlier ones were for team, uh, uh awards. And this one with basketball Manitoba was a, as a, a builder, I believe. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and they did a video for you, and I watched it. And 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 Dan Becker, who we you know everyone knows here in the in the community, is on there, and he's like, I always thought Randy was in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so when they told me he was going in, I was surprised because I thought he was there already. And uh, I think that's that's it's one of those things where um, it, it's interesting because like you've been around for so long, and I'd mentioned like you've been in some of these other Hall of Fames a long, long time ago. So it just shows. How 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 much work you've put in and how and and how long you've been around for it's 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 quite amazing. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's getting close to fifty years now. So that's a that's a long time. That's a long time. It, it really is. It really is. Um. So you know, have full full uh, confession here. I actually interviewed Bill Wedlake earlier uh, today. Um. And I think your episodes will air close close together. But uh, your episode and no pressure for this bills and yours um, uh, interviews were the ones I was I've been looking forward to since we announced this podcast um just because again two legends um, I always enjoy uh, talking with both of you tons of stories so we're gonna we're just gonna jump right into this and uh, I'm gonna start uh, we're gonna start picking through your life here and hopefully I'm gonna learn some new stuff um and and the listeners are gonna learn some stuff they they've, they've never heard about you so I like to start the the podcast with um, the, a memory of the person. So my first memory of you was when I was a player at Glenlon. And the only thing I really remember is that we hated Oak Park. And it was mainly <laughs> and it was mainly because you guys were like so good, right? Every year you guys had good teams, right? So there was this reputation and you guys were kind of like the Duke of Winnipeg, right? Really good. People hated you. Like if you weren't part of the Oak Park thing, you're like, screw them. We hate them. Um, but everyone wanted to beat you. And, it, and, and, and that's a sign of a good team, right? People don't like you and they want to beat you. So I know it's a weird place to start the interview, but um, I say all that just to, to say that's my first memory of you as far as like, okay, I know who this, this, this Coach Cassano guy is. But what is your first memory of basketball? Where did you get started? Who introduced you to the game? Who were you playing with? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, I, I got my start in Sam Tell. Uh, I went to a school called Norbury High, uh, Junior High School, which is no longer uh, in existence anymore. It's actually the uh, Louisville School Division offices. But uh, when I was there, I had uh, two guys that were really special. That was Dennis Selvestead. He was the one that introduced me to basketball. Unbelievable guy. And my phys ed teacher, who was Ron Kosky, another huge influence on my life. So the two of them were amazing. They're, they're the ones that got me involved in the sport. And then I moved on to Glenlon Collegiate, and I had another uh, person named Dennis Wilson, and uh, another <laughs> unbelievable, wonderful person. And uh, the three of them uh, basically changed my life. I, uh, I, I, had, I hold uh, those three in such uh, high esteem. Uh, they, they followed me right through my playing days to the day I retired. They, they were all at my retirement uh, from teaching, so that just shows you uh, what a huge impact wow. in life. Yeah, pretty amazing, guys. That is, that is. Yeah. 
Yeah, two of them are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mentioned that uh, at my induction a little while ago. Uh, Dennis Elvis said and Dennis Wilson are both in as builders, and Ron Ron Cosby could have been was my inspiration to become a teacher. So, wow, yeah. wow, and that's amazing that you still have have a connection with them after all these years. Wow. Yeah, they're on a pedestal. Always will be. That's amazing. So, would you say that they were they're your two of your your, your biggest, I guess, mentors early on? I mean, they're probably the friends now, but at, at one point, they must have just been people that you looked up to and. Oh, absolutely. All three of them. I, I call them my life changers. Uh, without them, I don't know what would have happened. But uh, yeah, they kept me on the straight and narrow. And uh, they're just good, good people. Uh, mm-hmm. Unbelievable people. Yeah. But And then so like, are there any like early lessons? I mean, I always like to kind of pick and, and, and say, okay, like, what did those people teach you? I mean, you were obviously very young at the time, and they probably taught you a lot of lessons throughout the years. But what were some of those things that stood out to you early on uh, that they, they kind of instilled in you? Uh, you know, that's, that's a great question. It wasn't just the basketball. They are, they're really good basketball coaches, but it was just mm-hmm. teaching you uh, the, the proper values, sportsmanship, just conducting it, just be a good person. And mm-hmm. uh, all three of them were like that. They, uh, they, they kept me really in line and uh, I had so much respect for them uh, that I, I, I did virtually anything they wanted me to do. And uh, yeah, I just tried to carry that forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've done that. I mean, I, I listened to your, uh, your speech. Uh, and you've mentioned it a few times here. They were just really good people, and I think that's that's something that people would say about you now. Like, oh, Cassano, nice Randy is a really good person, right? I think those are the types of those are the types of sentiments that people kind of echo about you. I certainly do as well. And so they that that's clearly something that's that stood out uh, over the years. And seem it seems like you've you've clearly tried to maybe not intentionally or unintentionally, but uh, that that uh, sentiment has has come true. So I mean that's uh, it's a that's a big. Uh, Big shout out, shout out to them. Now, obviously, you, had, you mentioned not just basketball, but you went on to play at Glenlon. Um, you moved on from there. Uh, obviously, you know, you went on to play uh, at University of Manitoba. Now, I was looking into it. So back, I mean, things have changed so much. And most people nowadays don't really understand kind of how things were back then. But can you explain to me, like, you played on the junior team. Yeah. But... And the, I guess, who did you play against? Like, what, what was that league like? Uh, you know, can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I, I talked about it at my induction there. And uh, what happened was um, after I graduated from high school, I wasn't good enough to play university, just not even close. But uh, what, what uh, some people had done, they had formed the Winnipeg Junior Men's Basketball League. And that was for people or players up to the age of 21. So after high school, you, you could play for about three years after high school in this junior league. And it was, it was, it was tremendous. Uh, University of Manitoba had a team, University of Winnipeg. I think Red River College had a team. And then there was about four or five regional teams like Fort Gary, St. Vital, Winnipeg mm-hmm. North. Yeah, River East. It was amazing. So it was a really great league. YMHA had a team and uh, we competed. It was really competitive, uh, lots of fun. And uh, if you won the league, you got to go challenge uh, Saskatchewan for the regional championship. And then if you won that, you went on to national. So it was oh, wow. a great league. Yeah. Great. opportunity. Oh, wow. that, I mean, that's, that's super interesting. I mean, so it's, it was almost like uh, essentially, I guess what exists now is a junior college league more or less. Yeah. 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 If, if, if not for that league, Darius, I don't think a lot of us would have continued on basketball. I really believe that it provided uh, an opportunity for hundreds of us to keep playing, which was mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So then, okay. So then like walk us through, I mean, like I mentioned in your intro, uh, you're part of the 1976 team. So you weren't good enough to play. Did you play three years and one year on that team? Like how did, how did that transition uh, take place? Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's kind of strange. I, I played three years with the uh, junior, uh, junior Bisons. Yeah. And uh, we had a real good run. We won three Canadian championships in a row. And then I, uh, I took about a year or two off because I was out of eligibility and uh, I coached, uh, Jaime Fox got me uh, coaching um, right after I graduated. So I was 21 going on 22 and he got me started in coaching. And I was where, an assistant. Where, where were you coaching? I, well, he, he actually um, asked me to help him coach the junior bison team that I, that I had played for. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. So I, I, I assisted, I, I was a, his assistant for one year and then I head coached for, for two years after that. So that's where I got my start in coaching. Uh-huh. And then in my last year of... Uh, coaching at the university the, in the junior program there i also decided to try for the for the big for the big team i thought you know i'm going to give one more shot and uh i don't know why but it, i just said i'm going to try this i didn't think i was going to make it but uh lo and behold i uh, i did make the team 
That's interesting. So, the, okay. So hold on. So you, you, you played the junior, you coached the same team that you were playing for after. Yeah. Were you playing any senior men's on other teams during that time? No. Or did you, you didn't play at all. And then you went and tried out for a team that won the national team. They're like, yeah, sure. We'll take you. Yeah. It was uh, kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There was really, uh, there was no real senior men's team to play, uh, play on back then. Yeah. Um, mm. No, you had to wait till you're older <laughs> before. You oh, got really? Out. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, making the jump from uh, high school to university was really tough. And if you didn't make it, there was really nothing to do after that. There was no senior men's uh, at that time that was um, worth playing for. So then, okay. But like in during your days, did you have the senior men's league, like those elite teams or is that, were they kind of not around by then? That, that came after. Um, oh yeah. Cause there was St. Andrews, which became the St. Andrews super saints. And they yep. had a, a whole bunch of former bisons on that, you know, Bobtown, Mosswood yep, Lake, yep. Red Storms, uh, yeah, uh, just a dynamite team. And then rather than, uh, so after um, after Rick Watts and Dell Rumsey and all those guys graduated, they decided to uh, get their own team going. Rick, Rick Watts was big in that. He he wanted to keep us all together. So uh, we formed, uh, he formed Nicolette in. Oh. Got that going, okay. yeah. Okay. So that, that came after, that was like a little while after. For some reason, I always thought that like a lot of those teams existed earlier on that's interesting no no they started uh, just after in the in the, in the late 70s there uh, okay okay yeah so this is a little history lesson i thought i understood but i clearly did not like uh i knew these teams existed and i knew the talent that was on the teams i i didn't really understand maybe the timelines and, and how they got started that's interesting so then you played on the nicolette team yeah i played for uh two three years i think on that team and then okay uh, and then it was just too busy with coaching i had a family already so yeah, packed it in after a while. Yeah, were you were you already at Oak Park at that time? Like, we, is that once you were at Oak Park? Yeah, and then you were, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had already started Oak Park, so yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that's, that's super interesting. Um, so okay, so let me ask you another senior men's question though. But what was the um? So you played those two years, and I mean, again, you understand even when you weren't playing. But can you explain maybe uh, to people out there that wouldn't really understand? what's the senior men's leagues were really about? Like, what was the talent level? Like, these are, these are like, these are like, I mean, at this time, from what I understand, when, when you think about the talent, they're almost like semi pro level teams, like some all Canadians are playing. Like this is, this is pretty high level basketball. Is it not? Yeah, that was um, with, with Nick led in and St. Andrews, it was really a uh, high level basketball. Um, I got to watch a lot, didn't play much. <laughs> but- and uh, so, so we played against uh, a lot of university teams because uh, mm. they wanted that competition. Yeah, I went up to Brandon a lot, uh, went out to Saskatoon and Regina a few times for tournaments and stuff like that, just because, uh, you know, just to give them the competition. They knew that mm. our teams were really strong, so we got invited out to those tournaments. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like that that exists uh, today, unfortunately. I would, I would say that there's... Um... Some people out there that would definitely play it. I mean, again, basketball has probably come a long way. We have the CBL oh. now, so it's it's great. I mean, we have yeah. professional leagues and stuff, but uh, uh, senior men still exists, just not like not like that, not not at, not at that level. So I, no, I'm always was, curious. Yeah, there weren't that many guys around to make a senior team, uh, so they just took you know just sort of uh, the graduates from the two universities, and uh, that's how it came about. Mm, interesting. So okay, so anyways, you finished playing. Uh, you, you finished coaching. How did you get to Oak Park? Did you just apply? Did someone say, you know hey, what, uh, come here, yeah. we, we need you? <laughs> no, you know what happened? I, um, I had graduated in 1976 after uh, that championship year, and um, I was desperate for a job. Uh, I already had a young young daughter, and uh, I, I was going to take a job anywhere I'd get a job. If it was going up north, uh, you know, Thompson or Flimfon or south to Emory, I didn't care. I, was, I needed a job. And uh, so I got a couple of interviews and um, the first offer that actually came up was uh, a new school out in Charleswood. I'd never heard of before. It was called Oak Park High School and went for the, I had lost out on one interview at Charleswood High School. And um, they said, uh, and a week later, I was uh, asked to go back for another interview for this new school called Oak Park. So I went for that interview and ended up getting the job and started, uh, started in the fall of 1976. So that was, was at its first year? 1976? Yeah, it, I, think it op- I think it opened up in the second semester of, 19, yeah, of 1976. Yeah, um, wow. that, that, that spring. And then uh, I started in the fall. Wow. 
Okay. So it's brand new school at the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that. So then you, you went on, obviously we, you know, we read in the bio there, you had a, there for a long time, uh, won three provincial championships. You've, you've coached a lot, like to say, it's suffice to oh, say, yeah. but yeah. at Oak Park specifically, um, can you talk about some of your more memorable coaching moments? And they don't well, necessarily have, again, I, I know, I know whenever I ask this question for people like you, it's like, well, look, there's so many, there's so many. And I understand that. But I mean, if you could pick maybe a top three uh, moments, they don't necessarily have to be wins. They could be just moments. I don't know. Like I, what stands out to you in your time at Oak Park, I guess, is the, is the big question. Well, you know, I want to go back to what you, when you first started talking about Oak Park. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that school, uh, my, my dream was to start and develop a real strong basketball program. I want to be a basketball powerhouse. I mm-hmm. wanted to be a team that nobody liked. <laughs> well, all the, I wanted to be like Westwood and Sisler and Dakota. Yeah. I yep. wanted to be like all those schools that were powerhouses. And I, I wanted to be a team that nobody, nobody liked. And what you just said was uh, music to my ears, Darcy. Because, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, because we want, we wanted to be that team that nobody wanted to play against that everybody wanted to beat. And, uh, so it's, it started out that way. That's what motivated me uh, so much to, to, to start that program and, uh, mm. and be successful. I love that. Uh, I love yeah. that. I love it. So then as far as memorable moments, so you, 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 <laughs> you became the hated school that you always wanted to be the nice guy with the hated team. I love it. Um, like, so what, like, again, you've won three championships. Um, sometimes those aren't necessarily the most like memorable moments they could be, yeah. but what are some of the things that stand out? Uh, you know what? Just the the journey there. Uh, starting out early, you you think it's it's never gonna happen. Um, one of the one of the most interesting things was was playing against Bill Wedlake's team. Uh, he was good enough mm. to invite us to play against him at the University of Winnipeg, and uh, we we played them there, and we did fairly well. And I thought, wow, that 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 was amazing that we, a pretty new school, could compete with one of the uh, traditional powerhouses. We lost, but uh, we were competitive, and I thought, wow, we're on the right track here. So that was. That was significant. And then um, in 1984, we somehow went on a magical run and we made it all the way to the provincial final. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't win. Uh, again, we lost to Westwood that year, Dave Gus from Westwood. But uh, just to get there, I think our record was 500. Okay. And, and we knocked off some amazing teams with, uh, yeah, with amazing players uh, to get there. So that, that was a real highlight and uh, really got us going. And uh, so, in a, in, you know, a fairly short period of time, about seven, eight years, we, uh, we made it to the provincial final. So that was pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Other, other you know, playing against, uh, I have to mention the Todd McCulley years. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> you, know, you, know, uh, you know, if not for him, we might have won a few more provincial titles. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when you coach against the greatest player in the history of the province in terms of uh, talent and uh, success, I mean, that, that was quite something. We had some great battles. And. We take we take a lot of pride in the fact that we we're one of the only teams to beat them, and during the the two years that he was there, you know, um, mm-hmm. so that so that was uh, that was that was another real highlight, and uh, and you know the wins the wins were nice, but it's uh, just all the all the amazing players that uh, that I was lucky enough to coach throughout those years. That that really stands out. There's so many, there's, you know, there's too many to mention, but uh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah so no, those, I understand that for sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I watched. Uh, I think it was you guys playing Westwood. I want to say in the wit, uh, like these are old games on, on basketball Manitoba. I believe it was the wit. Yeah. It was yeah. in tech Bach. Yeah. And I'm just watching that. And I, you know, obviously I know some of the, the guys that are, you know, they don't probably don't play much anymore, but they played back when I was playing a little bit. And that's again, it's, it's uh, like you had said, you probably would have had a few more titles. I mean, he was uh, his impact <laughs> was pretty big. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, you guys had some special, super special teams. Um, you had mentioned the players, right? Obviously, you had said there's too many to mention, but I'm actually going to ask you to mention. But what I'm, I'm going to ask you to reflect on is not necessarily the most talented players because you've, you've, you've coached a plethora of talented players. Um, and this still might be a hard question to answer, and you can give me a, a run a list, but there might be someone that stands out for you. And I've asked this question of other coaches, and, they, and, they, and typically they either have a list of players or they have one player that they just know stands out because of some special reason. So question is essentially is, is who's your, who's your most memorable player? Like I said, might not be the most talented, but it's someone for some reason that just stands out, whether it was the relationship you had with them, you know, the way that they came back and into your life. I don't know, but I asked that question just to kind of get some perspective, because again, you've coached so many people. 
Uh, you know, that that's a real tough one. There's, it is. It is. And, and there's, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can mention more than one. Okay. Well then, then, you know, there's, there's sort of errors and uh, I yep. had uh, one, one super team, which and we didn't win. Uh, and that was uh, the 19, I believe, 88 team mm-hmm. with, uh, I, I think, five players from that team uh, made uh, played university basketball, which is pretty amazing. Yep. So that, that team had Scott Anderson, Greg Philman, Red Turner, yep. Kyle yep. Gus, yeah, it was a pre- and Sean Lepper. All five of those guys played university, and yep. that was a yep. pretty special group. And then, and then we won the following year. Red Turner put us on his back, and away we went. He was, he was an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the guys before that, like uh, um, Scott Anderson, uh, Greg Philman, they, they were all outstanding. And then that mm-hmm. that was one era. And then and then shortly after that, uh, we had another group with Chris Lucas and Rob Tim and Lennon Mangron, another super special group. They played against the Todd McCullough yep, era. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another special group. And then uh, and then there was a few more after that too. Um, you know, I'm I'm just trying to remember. There was. Uh, Ben Ben Kingdon, uh, Paul Rowe, that group they they won. That was a but and and that was a special group because it's probably one of the nicest groups of kids I've ever, I ever coached. Mm. Yeah, their chemistry and their leadership uh, from those guys was phenomenal. Um, and again, uh, right right near the end, um, in my last years there, there was uh, you know Graham Fardo and uh, David Kohler and and and. Um, that, that group of kids too, Elliot, yep. uh, Elliot Taylor and stuff. So yep. yeah, but there's, there's a million names, you know, like, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by missing them all, you know? I know. I know. That's always, it's always a hard question. Again, like I said, I think um, as a coach, you either say, Hey, that's a hard question to answer, or you have one person in it, and it's typically for a non-basketball reason, right? You know, whatever that may be. So it's, it's usually one or the other. You gave me the, is a hard question to answer. And I think that's the norm. That's what most people say. Like, this is really hard and I don't want to exclude any names. So I respect that, but you've, you've, you've coached so many people so that it can be expected. Yeah. That's what makes it so hard, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah no, for sure. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, like, again, getting in, the, in that same thing, like you've been around the game for so long and you're still coaching. So like some of the other people that I've, I've interviewed, they're around for a long time. They're not coaching anymore. And so I think you have like a really uh, unique perspective, the fact that you're still coaching and you're still coaching high school level kids. Um, and I think that's that's super important. So, I mean, you obviously know, like this cl- whole club thing is fairly new, right? Club basketball is never around. Kids, kids never didn't really start super young. Like they were. Back in the day, it's like, oh, my first time playing was in grade nine. I've heard, I yes. mean, I was, I interviewed Ross. He's like, I didn't start playing till the, the 10th grade. And it's like, so it's way different now, but I'm oh. curious, you know, what is the biggest difference, you know, besides maybe the club, the club ball that you've seen throughout the years? Um, and I guess like, you know, do you think that it's good or bad or just some of your general comments on it? Because the game has changed both tactically both rules and then both like the opportunity to play, like all of it's changed in, in the time you've been around <laughs> about the, uh, you know, just uh, the difference between the game and how much it's changed from the time you started up until now. Oh yeah. Well, when I, when I first started, you know, it was a big man's game. Um, yeah. Pound the ball and fall, pound the ball inside, hold the ball for two minute possessions. And uh, <laughs> you know, I thought that was the greatest way to play, but as, as the time went on, uh, shot clock came in, uh eventually three-point line and uh, yeah the game has changed tremendously uh, in terms of rules and strategy um and and then the athleticism uh has has changed uh tremendously and i guess one of the biggest changes that i've seen since i started coaching and uh is just the demographic change of mm. you know when i hey when i when i started playing high school i was one of the only visible minorities playing in all of winnipeg yeah uh, I remember a guy named Phil Tynes who became a good friend of mine who played at Daniel Mack and maybe, maybe another, I can't even remember, honestly, any uh, other people of color that were playing back then. But so that's been a huge change to now. Like mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And especially the last 15, 20 years, yeah. the change in, uh, yeah, demographics in Winnipeg has been phenomenal. You know, um, the Filipino influence and uh, just the African influence. It's unbelievable. It's just, and it's really been a, a good change, a really good sure. change. So yeah, tremendous. But the biggest thing that I see is the athleticism of these kids. It's unbelievable right now. Um, mm-hmm. the, the change, uh, you know, back in the day, you have to be about six, seven, six, eight before you could dunk the ball. And these kids now, you know, they're grade eight, grade nine going up yeah. and pounding the ball. And just, just the, the way they run the floor, 
uh, how smooth they are. That that's changed. And then, like you said, um, the the club system now. Everything used to be run through the high schools. If you know that was the development program, but that's that's no longer the case. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, high schools now are only as good as their, the number of club players they have coming to their school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so that's been a, that's been and that's for girls and guys. That's been a huge mm-hmm. huge change. Um, most of the basketball is taught uh, outside of the schools now, uh, and very few schools are actually teach, you know have a, a strong, strong program going. And that's not a knock on anybody; it's just a fact of life. The number of strong schools has gone down significantly in the past number of years. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, that's what, that that change is, is very evident. I mean, I, I I do find it interesting though that what you end up seeing is some of the same people that were either coaching at high schools are coaching some of these club programs or these prep programs, for example. So. It's not necessarily that the the players wouldn't uh, aren't getting the same coaching that they would have. Um, now there might be some disconnect there with regards to the relationships that you were able to form with the, with the kids because you're there as a, as a full time mentor, right? They're in the school yeah. with you all day, so maybe some of that is 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 changed a little bit. But as far as the on court coaching, a lot of the same people um, uh, are still doing some of those that elite coaching, and so I think that's that's a good sign. You, I know again some people who are you know at high schools or coaching coaching club programs or started their own programs, but could you, could you maybe talk about, and again, I know this isn't, um, you're, you, you are a nice guy, but, uh, what are some of the challenges? Like, again, I know there's like, Hey, there's been all this positive change. What are some of the, the things that you've seen that have been more challenges, um, where the changes have caused some, some, some challenges for coaches or logistical challenges or, or barriers to people, uh, uh playing uh, things like that. Yeah. The biggest challenges are just trying to get people on the same page. Um, Mm. yeah when you get a lot of good coaches uh, in different areas they uh, they want to do their own thing and uh, to, to get all together and do uh, what's best for uh, for basketball for the kids is uh, is a big challenge to us uh, we fight that every day uh, we mm. talk about it almost every day uh, mm. with people yeah other coaches in the community uh, with my colleagues at basketball Manitoba the university coaches uh, it's yeah it's uh, it's an ongoing process and I hope we can uh, I hope we can make it better because um, mm. right now it's uh, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And uh, it's, it's not, um, we got to get together and do what's best for, for basketball. And that's, that's mm-hmm. going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah I'm, not no, saying, for sure. I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. Uh, Cause I think, I think everybody, I honestly believe everyone thinks they're doing the right thing, but uh, it's um, it can be pretty, uh, pretty disjointed sometimes. So hopefully it gets better. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Cause like, as long as I've been around, it's kind of like, I think since they, since basketball is my opinion, of course, since basketball has moved out of the school system, um, yeah. you've seen some of this because the school system, there's a bureaucracy to it. There's a structure to it. There's employees. Yeah. Once it started trickling out of that, um, you're starting to see more of that, you know, for lack of a better term with the wild, wild West element yeah. of it, where there's yeah. a lack of structure because it's hard to you know put a structure on something that's outside of an, a, a structure schools are in a structure. So you can like, you know, it's very easy to have, um, uh, to, to, to implement things that are going to allow for, uh, like you said, for everyone to kind of be working together. Right. Um, and that's a challenge. I mean, again, like again, yourselves, you're, uh, sorry, um, you with basketball Manitoba and stuff like that. I don't, that's not something that I would want to be, uh, trying to sort out is what I'm trying to say. It's a, it's a big yeah, challenge. Hard. Yeah. yeah it's a big challenge right now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, on I, the, I, think, I think it's good. a shame that, uh, you know, the, the, the high school situation has changed so much, you know, uh, kids get so much out of playing for their school. Yeah. And I think when a, a couple of teachers I talked to, they, they just made the point. They, they think they have a big impact in, in students' lives, you know, whether it's not about the winning and losing, it's just being part of a team and playing for your school, which is a big deal. And, uh, the coaches I talked to, uh, felt they had a big influence on those kids and, uh, yeah, they're starting to miss that, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think I said that's I think that is the, the the probably the biggest challenge, right? Is the the mentorship that you get because if your your coach is in the school with you, um, you're not just going off to a club practice or whatever. Like the coach is there, your gym is there, yeah. your education is there, right? It's your home, right? It becomes your it really really becomes your home, and your and your your teachers and your coach almost become family, like like a that's right, family. that's yeah. right. It's 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 more than basketball, right? It's uh, yeah. about their about their education and you know, their, their social uh, lives and stuff like that too. So everything becomes involved and uh, a coach can have a huge part in uh, helping out students there. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I mean, those are challenges you're going <laughs> to, you guys will have to sort that out. I will uh, keep interviewing people and, uh, and hopefully things get worked out on the side, in the sidelines. Yeah. Um, so, so for your podcast, I actually uh, reached out to social media and I said, look, I'm, I'm interviewing, uh, interviewing coach Cassano. Um, any of you have questions or things I should ask him? Let me know. So the, these next two are questions and they come from the social medias. I don't even know who asked them. Uh, Basmanto just forwarded them off to me. So uh, this is the question. So uh, after coaching boys for the first portion of your career, uh, what made you decide to switch to girls? And what are some positives uh, and differences associated with coaching girls? So oh, compare, compare and contrast. Why did you do it and compare and contrast? Okay, the reason why I did it was just just sort of by by chance, by fluke actually. Uh, I was uh, I was coaching with Kirby out at the University of Manitoba, and then as that happened, I was um, asked by Don Thompson to uh, help coach the uh, Canada Games team for mm-hmm. the girls program. And Don and I talked about coaching together for about twenty five years, and it finally uh, was going to happen. Uh, he asked Colleen Dufresne and myself to be his uh, assist- assistant coaches for the uh, Sherbrooke uh, Canada Games. So we started out, and um, that was going to be a two-year commitment. And uh, as we uh, went along, we also picked up a, a young mentor coach, and that was uh, Michelle Hines, who had just finished playing at the University of Manitoba. And then um, as, we, as we finished up the Canada Games in 2013 in, in Sherbrooke, um, there's a um, there was a change at the University of Manitoba, and Michelle decided to uh, apply for the uh, for the uh, opening that was uh, coming up at the U of M. And um, but she asked me to help uh, join her, so uh, I mm-hmm. agreed to it. And uh, we were lucky enough to get the opportunity there at the University of Manitoba, and that that's how I made the change from um, mm-hmm. coaching males to uh, females after after the Canada game uh, Canada Games experience. So that's that's how I got started. So after, after that two years that I was with uh, Michelle at the University of Manitoba, um, that was kind of over and I was going to, I didn't know what I was going to do. So, and then, uh, and then basketball Manitoba came along and uh, asked me if I would uh, uh, consider uh, coaching and helping develop the girls program with uh, basketball Manitoba. So that's, that's how, that's how the change started. Interesting. So it's yeah. just that conversation with Don saying, Hey, come, come coach with me. Let's do this. And now you're coaching girls and then all of a sudden it just led you down this path yeah then that opportunity with michelle and yeah. uh at the university and you know uh having colleen dufresne as the athletic director out there didn't hurt so it were, it were, yeah it was a great experience i loved it uh the two yeah. years our record wasn't great but i'll tell you what uh, the two years i spent with those girls out there was uh, fantastic i really enjoyed it so yeah. much so it uh, had a big influence on uh that decision uh, that I had to make when uh, when Basel Manitoba offered me that that position and uh, yeah. it was pretty easy to pretty easy to say yes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. I interviewed Don, I interviewed Michelle, and I've interviewed Colleen. <laughs> Colleen and Don both uh, mentioned. Well, all three of them mentioned uh, that that year uh, that when you were all together was oh. was special for for all of them. Like there's like oh. this is amazing. Obviously, Michelle for her like looking at the, who 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 was helping her like who she could learn from um but she, everyone says it was just an unbelievable experience oh, and like you guys was, had a great time and just everything basketball wise outside of basketball is just amazing yeah it was a it was a but one of the best experiences i've ever had in basketball in general it was great yeah yeah and, and is that when is that when uh you guys finished with the uh bronze that was that that canada games there yeah yeah we, yeah. Won, I, we weren't expected to it was uh quite a quite a surprise to a lot of people and uh yeah but great group of kids the girls were the girls are great nice really, really overachieved but it was wonderful. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, overachieving teams are always awesome though awesome. always awesome that's yeah. i mean I, I honestly like i would I, I mean you've probably have you have this experience because you probably had some you've had teams that have overachieved and you've had teams that have underachieved that were super yeah. talented and yeah. if you have to choose one you're always gonna hey i would love to have a, co- a team that's underachieved or that's overachieving right like uh, absolutely you know, you're, <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 always a tough one. So okay, so quick a quick compare and contrast. I've heard I'll I'll give my two two cents, coach, just so that you know no one goes at you. But I've heard that um, uh, coaching uh, girls they are much more inclined to uh, listen to you literally, where yeah. guys are like, hey, if you're like stand on the foul line there, the guys will stand like three feet away, and you're like, no, I said on the foul line, and they'll you know what I mean. So they're much more like I don't know. Um, so 
what do you what are you what, are you, what is your experience you were with boys forever now you switch over to girls what give me a quick compare and contrast as far as like what it's like to coach them uh yeah it's it's definitely different um i find you have to be much, a little more careful the way you say things to girls because like you said they they'll take it literally and uh, mm-hmm. yeah and so you have to be careful with the way you the way you say it uh the tone uh whereas guys maybe maybe you can be a little a little harder um and I don't know if that's fair, but that's just the way I've, I've been. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my, I've changed also the way I coach guys too. I don't think I would be as harsh as I used to be. Um, that's mm-hmm. just, that's just the, the way things are now. And I think kids have actually changed where you, you can't talk the way you used to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ask my old players and they, they laugh at me now, the way I coach, you know, they, said, <laughs> you know, they, they call me soft and stuff. I say, no, it's not, I say not soft. It's different. It's a different, yeah. it's a different time now. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, um, it's, it's hard to explain that, but, uh, if you've, if you've coached guys and then you coach girls, uh, you'll, you'll absolutely see the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, um, firm, firm, but fair that that yeah. is true for both. But uh, it, it is definitely different. I can, I, I can probably be a bit more harsh with guys um, yeah. based on my experience. Uh, whereas girls, you can be you can be pretty hard on them, but uh, at the same time, you you better be uh, you better be very fair with what you're saying. Mm, yeah. So, would you agree with that uh, comment though that I've heard from people who've coached both that when it comes to like let's say you're implementing some form of offense, uh, the girls will be much more inclined to take it literally and pick it up where the guys you like, no, no, I said to do this, or this is the intention here. Is that, is that a thing? Or is that maybe just the personal opinion of the, the one person I talked to? Um, no, I, I think girls uh, listen better. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, no, I think <laughs> there you go. No, I actually, no, I, I, I do believe that. They, yeah. They yeah. Intently and, and almost to a fault. And in, in some ways, you know, they, mm. they will do exactly what you say. And, uh, but there, it's it's phenomenal coaching the girls. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, we have one more question from from the listeners. This one, uh, I'm curious to see uh, what you say here. So, uh, the question is, who are some of your favorite point guards to coach or coach against? And then they throw out some names: Baptiste, Lennon, Chief, Tyson Jones. Who are some of your favorites? So, point guards that you either coached or coached against that that you really uh, enjoyed. Watching, coaching, whatever. Well, the you know the, the the point guards that I've enjoyed coaching myself were uh, obviously you know uh, Greg Philman, uh, Red Turner, Lennon Mangron. Uh, um, the, those those three come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. And then and then guys I coached against. Um, Joey Vicky was uh, pretty special. I don't know if you mm-hmm. call him a point guard. He was a uh, kind of everything. Yeah. Joey. <laughs> Joey's probably the best guard I, I had to coach against uh, mm-hmm. just because of all the things he could do, the way he could shoot, how smart he was. Yep. Uh, he, uh, he was, he was an amazing talent. Uh, Daryl was great coach, coached him and also coached against him. Uh, mm-hmm. coached him on the, uh, uh, 1993 Canada games team, uh, right. out in Kamloops, uh, where he played against Steve Nash. He was a, he was a tremendous player for us. Daryl was. And, um, I also played against, uh, coached against him when he played for Daniel Mack in high school. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he was really special. Ke- Kevin Chief was uh, yeah, another special player um, that we coached against. Uh, unbelievable shooter, another really, really smart player. Um, Tyson Jones uh, came and played for us only for a year or so, but yeah. uh, special player. Yeah, very special player. I'm also, again, you know, it's a tough question. I'm, I know, I'm missing, I know. You're missing out people. I am missing people. <laughs> kind of hurts me but uh that's okay but, what how about uh you coached obviously against Irfan oh yeah you know I <laughs> can't forget Irfan. him he well, might be what he's know, up there as one of the I would in my opinion well, again Irfan, humble opinion Irfan and Suk Singh were two yes. of my favorite players I mean I got yeah. a real soft spot for Suk I think he was phenomenal like yeah. special play. yeah and Irfan too you know I was uh you know what it's funny uh through, even throughout uh, my whole career there, uh, when when uh, Soup, I don't think we ever coached against uh, Soup's team. We never. Oh, yeah. We we were supposed to meet in the provincial final in uh, his grade twelve year. Uh, we had, I think, we were ranked number one and two going into that year, and we both of us got knocked out in the quarterfinals. <laughs> we, still talk, we still all talk about that. It was terrible. It was wow. Terrible. But, wow. Uh, 
yeah, it was, that was hurtful, but, uh, but he was a special player. And then mm. uh, again, with their fan, we, th- again, we thought we'd meet them in the provincial final and uh, we, we got knocked out in the, in the semifinals. Dakota knocked us off and yeah. uh, Dakota, Dakota knocked off uh, Daniel Mack in the final too. So what, they what, a, a, what a run. Yeah, it was an amazing run. So, uh, you know, good for Dean. And then, yeah, they, they they had a special year that year. So yeah. they really did. They really did. Yeah, but you those know, those guards were those guards were very special. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a there's been a bunch. Um, you mentioned I, you know I have to bring this up is because this is a story where I I was involved, you were involved, and Joey Vickery was involved. So this is my first year playing at U of M, and I believe at the time you're we helping manage it, the summer league there, and um, I'm a rookie, and uh, you're like this guy's gonna play with you. Right. <laughs> Guy walks in, you know, he's comes to our bench or whatever. You know, you, I think you gave him a jersey or something like that. No idea who this guy is. And again, like every this is like every everyone who meets Joey for the first time. You know, he's what, five, I don't know, how tall is he? Five, seven, five, eight, five, nine, five, nine, maybe. Not that Good big. Yeah. 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 Whatever. He's he's not that big. Uh, and again, he's just this little guy. He's not ripped or anything. You're like, okay, cool. Who is this guy? I have no idea. He literally, again, I think I might be adding points every time, but let's say it was something like 35 in the half. Um, he's shooting from like, like a step over half court, stuff like that. And we're killing whoever we're playing. And then he's like, all right, guys, it was good playing at halftime. He leaves. He's like, I, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. And he just took off. And then I was like, who, I was like, who is that? I don't know. Who, who is this guy? Right. And people are like, that's Joey. And I was like, who, who is this? Like, he's literally like, you know, He's shooting shots like I'm not, you know, this like a step inside oh. three point, like the the half court line. Yeah, at the Bison Gym. Special he's un- player. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like I and then you know, I've I've interviewed a few people now, and um, you know, the Joey stories are are always hilarious. Uh, I played him, I met him at the Y, and he was just some guy who came out and just started torching us. And I didn't know who he was. Like it's it, the stories go on and on. But uh I had to bring that up because I remember you were there and you put him on the team, and I was just like, Okay, this is this is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I think I was dying laughing watching him do what he did because uh, we all knew them and knew knew who he was and yeah, and all the rookies like yourself and uh, oh you know, just an it, awe. It, he's unbelievable and I think that's kind of what been his mo when he was playing I mean he's all kind of all done now but he would just show up and like he'd be like okay Joey's here he's gonna play like a little bit he'd come out to this he'd just show up like you know later on as I got to know Dan and stuff like that like he would just show up at a gym in the summertime and. It was just unbelievable. I can't even imagine him playing. And these were in pretty like, you know, serious settings with regards to the talent level, but very lax with regards to like the atmosphere or your pickup games or whatever. I couldn't even imagine him in a playing for BU or all that, like some of the stories people tell. But anyways, yeah. I, I digress. That's a, that's a whole tangent, a side piece on Joey, but um, you brought him up. So I had that came to mind. Oh, but, uh, player. oh yeah. Big time, big time. Um, okay. We're, uh, we're getting close to the end here. Um, yeah. I have a, I have a few, few couple of questions here. Now, again, I, I already asked you uh, a few, Hey, tell me your most memorable stories, uh, you know, or memorable moments, um, about Oak Park. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you another one and, and maybe one comes to mind again, if not one comes to mind, shoot me a few, but now we're talking about your whole career. You did mention also, Hey, you said the funnest time you've had coaching was with that provincial team, right? So you've mentioned a few in our interview, Hey, that were memorable. So maybe some that you haven't men- mentioned yet. Um, just in your entire coaching career from playing all the way up until now, uh, you know, some, some, your most memorable or some memorable moments that stand out to you. You know, I, I just want to, you know, that my time at Oak Park was probably the most enjoyable time of my entire coaching career. And I have to, I want to mention Darren Klappick because uh, mm-hmm. he was my coaching partner then. And he, he Darren never gets the uh, recognition that he deserves. Cause honestly, uh, when he finally came, when he came over to our program, uh, we, we just took off and, uh, the two of the two of us got along so great and, uh, we had so much fun together and we had, uh, a lot of unbelievable memories. And, uh, I'll mention one where we, uh, went, we were at a tournament in Edmonton and, uh, it was a big tournament. And, uh, I think I, I think I'd made the mistake of telling kids about some of the stories from our old days and university and stuff like that. So anyways, uh, Darren and I went out to a coach's do, uh, one night we came back to the hotel and, uh, when went went to go into our room and uh, I flicked on the light switch and nothing came on and uh, we eventually went into the room and used the hall light to see what was inside and there was absolutely nothing in our hotel room like nothing um, the beds were gone the dressers are gone <laughs> the lamps our our luggage there was nothing in the room there's a rug windows <laughs> and uh, 
this was the Chris Lucas Lennon Mangron team, and uh, oh yeah, they, they removed was, all of that from your hotel room. Everything, everything, every single thing was it was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, needless to say, I didn't take it very well at the time. I was, I was gonna say it wasn't funny at the time. No, no, but I, I laugh <laughs> at it now. It was pretty. I'm sure they talk about it all the time. I flipped out. I flipped out. I lost my mind, but it was a lot Ooh. of fun. Okay, but hold on. Now the logistics of actually pulling that off, pulling the bed, that's that is come on, that that's impressive. <laughs> well, we 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 had we had done stuff to the girls before when they traveled with us, we would just inadvertently take their keys that were lying around. Yeah. And when they were out, they would uh we would uh set up their rooms, put shaving cream in their boots <laughs> and stuff like that, and do silly stuff like that. So uh they, they took it a step further against their coaches there and they they got us back pretty good. A lot of fun. Well, yeah. No kidding. Definitely one of the funniest moments uh, in my coaching career. Well, I, well, you say that's some pretty good teamwork, though. Oh, they're amazing. They're, they're <laughs> that's awesome. some pretty good teamwork right there. You. <laughs> oh yeah, they they still talk about that to this day. So. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, well, hold on. We can't let the story die there. So you walk in, all your stuff's gone. Do you remember what happened? Did you go into the room like, what the f is going on? Like you not banging on doors? Like what are oh, you yeah, doing? Yeah. We, we, Where we was talked. all this stuff? Where were the bed? Where was everything? <laughs> they 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 were huddled up in one room, and apparently they they talked and said, look, no matter what he does, he can't get after all of us. But uh, <laughs> once I knocked on the door and uh, opened the door, they saw him matter I was, and they stampeded. They just, stampeded. They ran by me and almost knocked me over, and then scrambled and ran to the rooms. So it was uh, it was pretty funny. Wow, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. That's uh, that, that is time. some next level stuff right there. <laughs> that's next level. Well, it's funny because my next question was going to be your funniest basketball story, but I think you just told it. Yeah, that, um, was, that was one of them for sure. Yeah, yeah that, I was going to say if you have another one, go for it. But I mean, that's no. that's that's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good one. All right, okay. So, you, you, do you have another one? Or are you good? No, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Okay. Okay. You're not going to tell me a story like Ogo when he said his funniest basketball story was uh, in a layup line. Someone threw a ball and then it hit Bill right in the face. <laughs> that was his. That was his funniest story. <laughs> and you know the way Ogo tells it, it was it was it was a pretty funny story. But uh, I didn't ask Bill about it because I, I didn't think he would remember. But I, I was probably there. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You probably were right. So, um, okay. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, I, I always end, uh, with a, with a question of advice. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't, I mean, considering some of the people I get to interview here and some of the people who are listening are likely coaches. I mean, we have a, probably a huge uh, base of people who are coaches that are listening, high school coaches, like people like yourselves when, when you were much younger at Oak Park. Um, so essentially this is how it goes. You're sitting in a room and you've probably done this before, to be honest with you, you're sitting in a room. Um, imagine you're here at Sport Manitoba, you're sitting in a room, all these coaches in front of you. Someone's like, Hey, coach, coach Cassano, listen, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I've been coaching five years at this high school. Um, what pieces of advice would you give me? Uh, and now you have the whole room to tell them and you want them to walk away from there with a message. What, what would you leave them with? Uh, probably, uh, you know, after thinking about stuff like that, I, I think the biggest message I would give to coaches, male, female would, um, uh, just be be yourself. Don't don't try and be somebody else. I I made the mm-hmm. mistake of trying to be, you know, a different type of coach when I first started coaching. I I try to be a, pardon the language, yeah. but yeah, just and uh, trying to be a, a sort of a Bobby Knight kind of kind of style, uh, kind of demean players and stuff like that, and uh, wasn't wasn't very pleasant. And uh, it was a big mistake on my part. I thought that was the way to coach, and uh, mm-hmm. I realized fairly quickly, fortunately, that it was the worst thing to do just uh that wasn't me mm-hmm. uh, just be yourself um take the time to to really try and uh establish meaningful relationships with your players uh mm-hmm. show that show show players that you care about them as people as a person and uh you will do wonders with those players male or female doesn't matter um show you care and it uh, doesn't matter about X's nose or anything like that. If you show you care, you will have, you will become a very effective coach. And I really believe that that's more important than any kind of coaching strategies or X's and O's that you could ever present. Uh, if you, if you show kids, you care uh, and establish that relationship, you'll, you'll do really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's great advice. That's, that is pretty much what I would expect you to say, uh, oh. coach. It's uh, like I said, you're, you're uh, one of the classes um, you started off by saying that some of your mentors were, were just good people. They were good people. And I kind of echoed that you know, 
that's what people say about you. That's what I would say about you. Um, and so for you to kind of pass that advice on is, is it makes perfect sense. And so, um, you know, people who are listening right now. I think they, uh, they can, there's just so much stuff like from, you know, I mean, you could go on and say a whole list of things and you could say this, this, this. Um, but uh, it's it's so interesting kind of seeing how the things that people share as as advice is is the things that they um, are living, right? They live the advice that they give. Yeah. And I think you're, you're the epitome of that. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, my own experience, you know, like people that were so good to me, like you remember Bob Hazel? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Mean, people, people like that, you, they were so good to me. You You never forget stuff like that. And it wasn't the basketball stuff. It's the way they treated you as people, as a person. And uh, you, you never forget that. It stays with you for the, your whole life. Yeah. And, no, you're yeah, absolutely that's, right. That's powerful. Yeah. I still remember, uh, well, because Bob, Bob Hazel coached uh, at Glenlon for a year. Uh, right. He would always offer you these mints. He'd come up close to you <laughs> and he'd say, he'd like offer you a mint or you'd come real close and talk. And, and he was only there the one year, but he was, again, super impactful. I still remember moments with him. And I don't, ha- I don't have a good memory. So you're absolutely right. Great, great uh, those, those moments those moments stand out for sure so Absolutely. yeah okay we will wrap it up there um again thank you so much for taking the time um i uh yeah i just want to say thank you and it was good and, and uh i hope that uh you have a, a lot of years left of coaching now that you've switched over to girls i mean you coached boys for what 38 oh. years or something like that so now yeah, you have to make up for time. it <laughs> you gotta make up for it <laughs> but uh but no i appreciate you taking the time Oh, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Okay, take care. Thanks, Darcy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share this series, and reach out to us with your comments on the show. Thanks again for joining us.